Hi, everyone. Welcome to this emergency taping for all small business owners in this time of the Corona COVID-19 pandemic. What a time, right? I can't believe we're even in this, but I did want to contribute in some way for you guys that I hope is helpful. I decided there will be no music for our intro or outro as I just wanted to jump directly into this topic and honestly just didn't feel right at this point. So please note that this show was taped on March 24th and there are new changes occurring every day. So please keep that in mind. I hope this episode is helpful to you and note for updates, please head to lindsayholder.com under the podcast page for the latest info as it develops. So today's guest, I am excited about This is Jolene Cassie, who has been my business coach for over a year and a half as of this recording. And get ready, guys. She is phenomenal. She has helped me in so many ways. Jolene herself has been a business owner for over 35 years, a business coach for 10, eight years of that as a John Maxwell coach and trainer. And she applies the method of leadership through communication coaching. She has helped countless business owners implement a successful plan of action with the saying no plan and closing the perfection gap. Jolene is passionate about helping people see what is possible. And I definitely, as a student of hers, believe that. She will help you clearly identify where you are now in your life, relationships, work, and goals. Jolene will provide you with the tools you need to deal with your specific situation tailored to you as an individual. Then together, she will move you to where you dare to be, to ultimate success and the achievement of your goals and dreams. I will attest to that as she really gives you such new goals and insight and she thinks outside of the box. It really just helps having her in her corner, in your corner to help guide you through on what you're going through and to help your dreams become a reality and to hold you accountable also. Jolene can be found at crescitacoaching.com means Italian for growth, which I thought was pretty cool. I actually did not even know that until the recording of this podcast. So that was pretty cool to find out. And you can also find her on Facebook with the same name. Thank you, Jolene, because she is going to be offering our audience one complimentary discovery call to identify your top priority and create a plan of action to start you moving forward. This is so awesome for you guys. I'm so thankful that she's doing this for you. So more info about Jolene and how to contact her, I will put in the show notes. So you will have her phone number, her email, her website, everything you need to know to get in touch with her to start your discovery call. So amazing for all small business owners. So without further ado, I'm going to jump right into the show. Thank you guys and stay well and stay safe. All right, well, let's get right to this as this is really such an important episode. So please welcome my coach, Jolene. Hey, Jolene. Hi, thank you for having me today. I really appreciate it. I'm looking forward to it. Of Um, course. Now, so before we dive right in, I want to acknowledge each person that's listening. And in advance, I want to thank you for taking the time, being proactive in making things look different and hoping that you take away at least one nugget for all this uncharted territory that we're all on together. And one thing that I want to mention is, and I don't know about you, have you been hearing this a lot, Lindsay? Like, we're all in this together. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Okay. So (laughs) I I fully agree with that. However, what I want to acknowledge and let you each know that, yes, we are all in this together, but we are each experiencing our own story within. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Because, right. you know, yes, it's, at least we're not like one person surviving a flood in their business. This is a flood for everyone. But in the end, it is completely different for everyone. That's true. So I just wanted to bring that up and let you know that I'm mindful of that. And I also want you to know that I don't take it lightly. I'm here to support you. And if you want to just sit back, relax, and let's move forward. What you got for me, Lindsay? That's right. Jolene said, let's roll. (laughs) I am used to her saying that. And it always is such an inspiration to hear that. She's like, okay, let's get going. Let's move forward. How can we you know, get the resources and tools, what a small business owner needs to move forward and have a plan. But I do like what you said that everybody is going to be different. It's going to be 
different for every small business owner because I'll say this, some business owners are prepared financially. They have their systems in place and they will have a huge setback, but you know, they also have been, let's say through the recession or something and they plan for this. Other small businesses are like, what in the world? I've only been open for one or two years. What the heck is this? I didn't plan for anything. <laughs> so one or two days. Yes. Oh Being my. open for one or two oh, days. I didn't even think about that. Bless our hearts. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh. So that is such a good point. They're new business owners. So how can we help them? How can we support them? So let's talk about the most important things a small business should be doing right now. And this is ever-changing, not even week by week, day by day, but just when this podcast airs just right now, what can we be doing Right. Well, and that's a hard question because there are so many things. But number one, I think, is to be mindful of what you've discovered. So creating a list. I mean, the first thing I send out to all of my clients, what will you learn? Where are you at now? What needs to look different? Now, it doesn't mean we're going to be able to change it tomorrow. But what it means is here's an opportunity for you to move forward in a different way. It may never be, a, hopefully, never another pandemic, but it doesn't mean that this same situation can't show up for you in your business at any time. In fact, most of us who have been in business for a long time, we know it's not if, but when. Right, So exactly. keeping that list will help you fuel the fire to keep moving. So if you're feeling stuck, paralyzed, where do I go? What do I do? Your mantra right now should just straight up be messy action is better than no action. Doesn't have to be perfect. Just get busy and identify what needs to look different. And again, this isn't right now that's going to make any difference. It will make a difference for you in the future. So that's the number one thing I recommend. Be mindful of where you're at now, what discoveries you're having. The business-wise, right now, where you're at, the first question is, where am I at financially? Do I know my hard cost from now until the end of the month? Do I know the costs that are my obligations, say, from my balance sheet? Where are you at from now? And I'm saying, because we're talking about moment by moment, minute by minute, I'm saying, take this time and say, where am I at from now until the end of the month? Where am I at from now until the end of April? Where am I at now until the end of May? And by knowing your hard cost, knowing the obligations on your balance sheet item, knowing what you can generate or what you have, this can ease the stress of knowing how far you can get with what you have. And for those small business owners who are wondering what those hard costs are, what are some examples of what those could be? Sure. Okay. So your hard costs would be maybe operating expenses. So you know that if you close or if you're in a situation where you've already been mandated to close, you are going to know what's left to pay this month. So the hard cost, your electrical bill, was it already paid? Is it still due? Your operating, it's everything that you know is an expense to open your door is your hard cost. Your balance sheet would be any item that is that you're responsible for, that you are carrying a balance. Maybe it's a business loan and you owe you know, $150 every month on the business loan, and that's on your balance sheet. It wouldn't be a hard cost, but it still would be an obligation that you owe. So you want to add those all up, every expense that you can think of. If you haven't hit payroll yet and you're closed and payroll's coming, that's a hard cost that's due to you by the end of the month or whenever your payroll Right, right. Does that help? Yes, that does help. An example for me of a hard cost, besides what you just said, I got a bill yesterday from my call center. They take my calls and it was 600 and something dollars. And I thought, oh, (laughs) that really hit hard because it's at the end of the month. I have to pay 
you have a very short window when you have to pay. That's $600 or plus that I, it's a hard cost or they won't answer the phones. So I personally am now having our cell phone with us with me at all times. Like I'm trying to stop as many costs as I can. And I took the cell phone with me. So I'm limiting that. But my point is I still owe them that money. Yeah. You can't negotiate with them. So that was a part of that. So that's an example of an unusual hard cost that you wouldn't think of just besides rent and everything like that. Right. Anything like that, your point of sale system, your booking system, Those are all hard costs. So you want to find out where you're at financially. Then, of course, we want to know where you can save. And then if I'm saying top three, the other would be to stay current with the offerings that are coming from your local and state governments. Know what's available to you to be able to apply for, make the decision. And if you are moving in that direction, by knowing your hard costs, your balance sheet items, it's going to help you project what you may need to get you through a couple months if necessary. Absolutely. I totally agree. I was just thinking of another hard cost while you were talking, and that is your insurance. So my liability insurance is not going to stop, and I have to pay that quarterly. So that's a big chunk that... I have to plan ahead for. I wanted to give a few other things that I have done immediately. I know that not everyone can do this. So again, with this conversation, find the right fit that works for you. I just want to share what I'm currently doing to give some, just some real life examples of a small business. So for me, I actually stopped my personal payroll to myself on Friday, this past Friday. So I'm not paying myself. So I am not on salary. So anytime, any money that I bring into the business, I'm not getting a cut of that. It goes straight into the business to just survive, have the business survive. So I talked to my CPA and she said, well, your taxes will, should be lower because profit will be lower. So if you're an S corp, you can use your dividends for a little while, or you can stop payroll altogether. I didn't even want to use any dividends at this point. I wanted to completely stop any kind of cash flow to myself. So for right now, I've looked over my budget and for six months, I plan on not paying myself. I'm fortunate that I have, I started my business not being married, but I do have a husband that has income. So we will be living off his salary for that time. Another thing that I did is I spoke to my landlord. I had a direct conversation with him and he said you know we're going to take it week by week starting in April because we really don't know what's going to happen so it really depends on if we're mandated to close or not but I don't know if we're going to maybe pay on a weekly basis or daily I'm not sure so he said just connect with him in April so that's what we're going to do so I encourage you if you do have a landlord that you can talk to to try to negotiate that rental payment as well and that also includes your camp so your common area maintenance can be for some people just as I mean a very heavy fee it can it can be not as much rent but it can be pretty significant so also negotiate your cam if possible too. The thing that you might want to think about with cam would be that perhaps the landlord has negotiated with the companies that are doing the cam costs. Okay. You know, yes. The expenses. So chances are, I mean, they're probably being proactive, even if you just ask for abatement on your cam costs, not deferral, but abatement, meaning no more until we open up. That's a great Right, there could be garbage and nobody's using it. Why are they paying for the garbage? Oh, that's true. Yeah, so that's a great just, recommendation. Just to throw that in. I do something really strange. My CPA probably will say, don't do this, but... <laughs> I, for some reason, I pay my cam one time a year. I just give my landlord an extra check. So I just, when it, you know, when we're in high, super high season and I just pay it for the year just so I only have rent to look at. And I don't know if that's good or bad, but I'm just sharing what I actually do. So I don't have to worry about that. So it's a relief for me in this moment, but that's usually what I do. But then, like you said, I they probably could have, <laughs> could have been rest- But you still could ask for a credit of what you previously paid. Say if you know how much it is every month, break it down. And good ask- idea. Yeah. 
I mean, apply it towards rent, maybe. Right. Exactly. Okay. Excellent idea. I love that. So definitely, if you guys have did what you know, if you've done what I've done, that's great insight from Jolene. I want to come back to finances, but I want to jump quickly into how we're going to handle our teams right now because I know that's so important. Where a lot of small businesses rely on our teams. It's you know, I've had many, many sleepless nights because they're, you know, I feel so responsible for my team. And so for me, it's been the hardest thing that I've had to deal with. And I wanted to make sure that I dealt with everything in a caring way, nurturing way, make sure that they knew that they were, you know, top priority, their safety's first. And, and also I just want to make sure that they're going to be financially okay. So I wanted to ask you, how should a small business be handling their team right now? Communication. And, you know, that isn't for just right now. If we learn anything from this, if you're looking for those discoveries, communication with your team is key no matter what. Anytime. More so in a trying time. But if you're communicating with them all along, they know that you've got their back through the trying times too. So being in communication, whether you're open or closed, because across the country, it's completely different. I mean, I have clients who have are mandated to close for six weeks. I had 14 days. I've had it all over the board. So being in communication with the team, whether you're open or closed, and I think it's important that your attitude leans towards our recovery plan. So working with them, getting them involved in creating what's our recovery plan. You know, what can we do now to open strong or continue strong? Because even if we slow cut down, maybe we're not mandated to close completely, chances are your books are going to lighten up. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Because people are not leaving their homes or they're certainly not going to do anything in such close contact like, you know, that we would be used to. So they need to know that what it is that you're doing in the background, they need to be part of creating it. And anything that you can set up to support them, like you're saying, you know, if there's a fact sheet, a lot of these people have probably never, ever once even thought about having to apply for unemployment. Right, right. Who's your payroll company? Who's your resource to help you get everything that they need so that you support them? And then stay connected with your guests or your consumer. And how can we engage the team to participate in, you know, maybe that's a a cost we have to cut. Maybe we're not going to be able to have that social media company. Well, if that's the case, what can we do to plan and prepare for our recovery with engaging the guests, not just posting to them, getting them involved, challenge the team. Those are the things that I would be working on right now. Right. I asked one of my team members today to do one of those cute little videos that's going around that gives their dog a facial. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. And I said, I asked her, could she do that? I said, Alicia, could you do this on your dog? <laughs> she said, I could try. I said, hey, <laughs> you know, because I take this very serious, but I also do want to have a little bit of joy. So it's a combination of it. So we're very serious about it, but I do need to have a smile during the day and I want my guests yeah. to have a smile. So we're reposting stuff like that too. So that's funny that you mentioned that. I wanted to share a few examples that I had with my team. I went ahead and like you mentioned, I sent an email out with a list of resources. And before I did that, I asked the team, how can I support you? And I said, would this be helpful if I send you an email with the list of resources? And they all said, the ones that were there at that time, I said, yes, please do that. So I gather those resources so they know when the mayor's coming on or the governor, they know exactly which website to go to. I gave them the unemployment website and I also gave them a plan on what to expect when we're mandated to shut down. So they knew exactly what those steps were. And I will say, so at this point with my spa, I have furloughed two employees so far and I wanted to 
let small business owners know that that is an option versus laying them off. You can furlough your employee, which is a temporary situation. And then as soon as business resumes, they will come back to work. So the calendar even shows furlough on it so they can see and they still have access to the calendars. Just I want to ensure them that, hey, this is temporary. It says that on there. You're coming back. You can see the calendar. And honestly, it's been such a positive response from the team because that communication and that honesty, that respect is key right now. So be really close to your team right now. Send out Slack messages and email messages as needed. I'm not overwhelming them to the point, my gosh, we have get, I can't even tell you how many emails I've gotten from companies that I don't even know how they got my email. <laughs> so I wanted to make sure I didn't overwhelm them. And yes, first start of the process is with the emergency disinfection, sanitation procedures, but now you're in communication about each day of work with the people that are there and just in this industry, our calendar is literally changing by the minute. It's not even the day. It's not even the hour anymore. It's the minute. It's very, very fast. I've never seen something this fast in all of my years of being a small business owner. So they understand that. So I just wanted to, to go over a few things that I was personally doing in my business. I don't want to talk to you about some costs that you could scale back on during this time where people could save. I'll share after you go over your recommendations are some things that I've personally done. Good. Okay. Well, when you, like we talked at the top of the segment here, what can I save? It's really going through each of those, those hard costs and identifying what, where we can cut back. Where's the opportunity here? And the thing that you will benefit from the most is by just asking. It's that simple. Sure, they can tell you no, but if you don't ask, you don't know. And when you ask whether you are making a decision for your business to borrow money from yourself personally, whether you're looking at asking the utility company to cut back on the cost, go in with a very strong plan. So it's not you going in and saying, what can you do for me? It's you going in and saying, this is what I want. So, oh, okay. So like, a, I mean, a credit card company, if you use your credit card, you pay it regularly, you have a good record and we maybe know that it might be two months of recovery process. Why not ask for a year of interest free? I did not think to ask the credit card for interest free. So I'm so glad you mentioned that. I thought, well, what can I ask the credit card for to stop my minimum payment? I didn't know what to ask them for, but ask them for interest free. Is that what we should ask them for? Right. And think past the moment. I want you to think forward because we'll be in recovery. If we're in recovery, we might be closed for a month, but we might be recovering for three months. So would it right. not help to have everything in place for forward? Maybe you won't use it, but at least ask for it. So, I'm going to do that. Thank you. And ask the, for a year of interest-free. Right, right. And if you use a payroll processing company, you know, ask for a lower payment. Ask if there's services that they will offer more that you might need and use that they would normally pay for, but they may add a value. You mean like QuickBooks that I use? Is that QuickBooks? In my mind, when I'm thinking payroll processing, a lot of people will use a company that charges a fee every month and they have different plans. So there might be a plan that would have more value, but they leave you at your lower rate. Okay. Or if you're at the top of the rate and you don't need everything that you have, you can go through your list and, okay, I've never used this. I've never used that. I don't see me using this. Then lower your plan. Lower what that looks like. How can you investigate the plans that you have and make them look lower. Your scheduler. We're probably not scheduling too much right now. We still have to have it. Maybe an added bonus would be them adding an email attachment that you don't personally have right now, but you want to get in front of your guests. So, or a text message option. 
dive in, find out, find out either if it can go lower and if it can't, what are the added services you'd be willing to help me with while I transition through the recovery? I send an email to, I use MailChimp. Yep. And it's pretty pricey actually. And I'm actually really not sending that many emails right now. I just want to respect our clients because they're getting so overwhelmed with the emails they're getting. And what am I going to talk about? That's, you know, services. I'm not going to talk about that right now. I just feel like it's not the time. So I'm waiting to hear back from them if I can have a lower rate during this time. Right. And that's what I'm talking about. Any service. If you have a business loan, and again, you've been current, you've paid, you know, you're that shining example, ask for no interest. And don't be stuck on asking for what it is that you know I want you to start thinking forward to recovery. What could help me in the next year, you know, recover healthy? Do you think also asking your credit card, could there be a lower minimum payment due each month? Absolutely. And that's going in with a strong ask. You go in with what you want and then negotiate. Negotiate backwards, yeah. Could you explain for the people listening what the difference is between abatement and deferment. Deferral means it will let you off the hook, but you're still owing. <laughs> okay. Abatement would be not at all. I like abatement better. <laughs> Don't we all? I'm going to call Chase and ask for abatement. <laughs> right, right. And if we do choose deferral, we want to be really mindful of the terms of the deferral, you know, how long, how much, what's the difference, you know, and then you can weigh out the facts. If it's deferred for one month and you come back and over two months, that might be a little stressful. So what does the deferral look like? And again, being proactive in mapping out what you believe you can afford during the time as a hard cost, your balance requirements, you're going to be able to have solid numbers and it's, you know, that's power. When you know where you're at, it's, you come in more powerful and you have the strong question to ask. This episode is sponsored by Organic Tan Face and Body, a natural beauty and wellness spa located in Greenville, South Carolina and owned by our very own Lindsay Holder. Come visit the spa today where they strive to bring out your natural glow. Visit the spa online at organictanfaceandbody.com and follow them along on Instagram. You also put on the list business mortgages as well. So that's important too. Right. So if somebody is actually buying their building, Mm -hmm. you know, we got to dive right in and ask. You know, if it's just the interest or if I can for six months pay only the interest and add it on, you know, but what are the options? What are things? What can we do to be proactive? And again, I'm talking recovery. Yes. Because that makes a difference. Everybody right now is funneled in and focused on what we can do right now. But whatever you're doing right now, I want you to go forward a year from now and ask for more. Very smart. Give your business that chance because it's going to be a while. Yes. You know, I see on your list cleaning crews and it just reminds me. I tell you what, Jolene, this reminds me. I hate to laugh about it. This reminds me of me 10 years ago, you know, starting out. Like I was the cleaning crew. I was the marketing. I was everything. And this year I lived a very luxurious life, you know, having a cleaning crew, having a marketing person. And it brings me back to square one, just starting out. I never thought, you know, I thought, Hey, I was getting ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And back to square one. But it also makes me appreciate all the things that I had. I mean, I was appreciative, but it's just on a, such a higher level. So when all those luxurious items that I had, when I'm able to afford them, they come back, I will even be even more grateful for them. So right, right now you're talking to the cleaning crew. So, <laughs> <laughs> so 
So I am cleaning the spa right now. And that's what I am doing. So I did, my cleaning crew was so sweet about it. And they totally understood because this is going to affect their income too, their family. Sure. And they own a restaurant and they clean. So it's going to affect, but that was an additional expense that I had to look at. So some businesses that are able to afford cleaning crews, your recommendation is to kind of look at that and revisit that. If Well, or and even, or cut back. Maybe they come in every week. What if we have them come in every two weeks? What if we're able to, you know, just look deeply into what the expenses are and, you know, can you be the cleaning crew right now for every other week? It depends on how high traffic your area is experiencing right now. So some places, A, they may be closed or B, they just, I mean, there's so few clients, it's very manageable. So you'd have to ask that, I think, right. what does your business look like? Yes, be mindful. And it's an individual experience, right? That's Everybody is going to be completely different. That's right. I like how you also put, now let's get into your personal payments. Mm-hmm. What recommendations personally do you do Well, you personal payment, this would be something for you as an owner, as well as how you can support your team. So when we're talking about communicating, these are things they may have never thought of. So one of the clients that I'm working with, she has been able to get her car lease deferred for, what was it? Oh, I can't believe I almost, I forgot this. So anyway, she's three months abatement, three months no payment, wow. and three months deferred. So wow. she's a strong person. You know, she asked. Sort of, yeah. She went in and she asked. Now, is this something that one of your service providers can do? Absolutely. Can they go in and find out if their mortgage would offer them to pay only the interest for three months, six months, eight months. Even if you have the support and it's something that you don't necessarily need, but why not? You know, is it up to you personally to cover all the things that your business was covering for you? Right, exactly. I've looked at all of those costs myself. So that's great advice. And I can't stress enough. I really like how you're saying, Jolene, look ahead, not just right now, not just these two weeks that your business may be closed. We have a long way to go to get your business back to where it was. This is not a six week kind of turnaround. We need to plan for the rest of the year, I think. Right. And again, like we're saying, a lot of these things that we're talking about, maybe not necessarily interest-free, but any of these things that, I guess, interest-free, I mean, if you are struggling, small business owner, and if this weren't going on, these are all things you can do right now, right? You don't have to wait for a tragedy to show up. If you're in this situation three years from now, you can remember what you did right now and ask or help. That's right. Absolutely. One thing I learned through this is with my insurance, I did not have it in my policy to have loss of income. I never thought that that would be needed. Or I honestly didn't know that it wasn't in my policy. I just kind of, you know, assumed. I checked with my insurance agent and he said, I'm sorry, it doesn't cover that. And that was, so when you were saying at the beginning of this conversation, like, what did you learn? That is one of the things that I learned from this to look forward, you know, in the future to make sure to get, I'm sure it's going to cost an arm and a leg after this is over for loss of income. But I do pay quite a bit for my insurance annually because it's so, so important. And after this is all done, I will be adding that on for the future. So the word, what you want to look for is interruption of service. Yes. Because again, you know, working, it could be anything. It could be a pipe that breaks, that floods, that closes you for six weeks. Oh, yeah. I didn't think about that. Could be anything. It could be, you know, we're looking at this as we know why right now. But again, when we're talking forward and recovery, it's, it not if, but when. I, I was mean, about to say, let's just repeat that line again. It's true. I mean, I'm 35 years in business, and there's always an if. It's oh, yeah. Very many when. I mean, it happens. Things happen. They do. They absolutely do. You and I both have probably been through 
almost every, except for this one. Almost yeah, every, this, this is a new one. It's a this new is, one for everyone. This is a new one. And, right. you know, I'm curious to see how it's going to be, like how I'm able to get through this. I'm challenging myself. Right. I will say a few things that I did pause just to share with other business owners. Like I said, I paused my cleaning crew. And again, I'm using the word pause. Yeah, pausing. I will resume as necessary. I pause my social media management. Personally, I've just reduced it to one. Let's if we're talking about Instagram, I've reduced it to like one post a week. And again, that's flexible. But for me, I have so many hats wearing. I'm literally answering the phone right now. So my mind is all over the place. And then I've got to go, you know, take out the trash and, <laughs> and then it's so many things. So I reduced it down to one post a week and then I'll do a couple of stories. I have my team help me right now. Emails are not a total priority. I know that'll pick up, but again, people are overwhelmed. So I feel like I was able to control that. And then another thing that I did was look at your medical bills. If you have any medical bills, I personally had most of one of my medical bills paid for, but it was right at the very end for my recent endometriosis surgery. And, you know, call them if you have any medical outstanding bills and say, hey, can what's the minimum amount? Or like you said, can this be in deferment? I'm sure they will understand during this time. So a lot of people have those medical expenses. And maybe also talk to your healthcare provider, see if they're offering anything as well. I'm not sure if they are or not. I have not called mine yet. That is on my list to call, but hopefully they will be offering something. But that is a very high cost for a lot of small business owners that are self-employed. Absolutely. And again, just ask. Just ask. I did want to share that to also talk to your suppliers, ask them what is going on. So personally, my supplier called me yesterday and she said, do you need any, so do airbrush tanning, which is a huge part of um, solution and you just you know make sure that you're not getting down to a low quantity and I said yeah you'll probably have to work from home she says well yes I am but that's not what I mean the actual warehouse can be closed any minute and that means that I couldn't even have those supplies shipped we couldn't even be you know open for that service and that honestly did not ever occur to me that I could not get my supplies. So she said, well, I know this. I know I'm able to ship something out today. And Jolene, as much as it pained me to pay that amount yesterday, I thought, okay, dear Jesus, he will find a way (laughs) to (laughs) to cover this cost. I paid a high amount to make sure that we had that solution. because I knew that, man, who knows how long that they would be down for. So make sure to be in touch with your suppliers too, because you don't know how long that that warehouse or wherever you're getting your supplies from is going to be open. Mm -hmm. The relationship again too, right? It's what have you created now that is going to make a difference in the future? Oh, absolutely. Make sure people know your first name basis. And I'm glad that you mentioned that because during this time, I want to just stress to small business owners, relationships matter so much. I could call my HR person and she will answer first ring. She knows to answer my call. She's very responsive. My insurance agent, he responded so fast. My CPA, I mean, within five minutes we're talking about. So those relationships are so important. My attorney, like anything that you need, my bank even calls called me. My personal bank, I didn't even have to call them. They called me and they're like, Lindsay, we're telling you what's going on. And that is when I got off that phone call, I remember saying to myself, wow, I have really built that relationship so strong. I'm so thankful. And this is such a good time because they will work with you and they will expedite things. Mm -hmm. So key. I did want to jump into, we did have a listener that wanted to know, and this is a great question for those who have memberships, a lot of businesses heavily rely on those. So what is your advice on how to handle that? So not really clear on exactly what the advice is. First of all, it would be what is your policy on the membership? And again, somebody could be closed. Somebody could be closed for 14 days. Somebody could be closed for six months. It's going to, again, be very individual. If you do have a membership going, it's a great resource because now you're generating revenue during a time of closure, but you're also, I think, probably feeling, but I'm not fulfilling my obligation to what this membership is all about. 
And you would have to, again, recognize your hard costs, know what your expenses are, and identify if you could relieve the or adjust the membership. And if it's you're closed for 14 days, it could just be come back with a value added as a thank you for supporting us during this closure, however much time it was, whatever it was. Um, but on the one hand, it's a blessing. And on the other hand, maybe not so much. You know, it's you having to decide in what it is that you know that you believe will be the best for your business in the membership. I think it has a lot to do with timing. Well, absolutely, because they're usually on a month-to-month basis. And I agree with you, and I think to take it on a case-to-case basis, individual basis, and assess what's going to work best for your business. And as small business owner, you may need to look during this time when things resume back to normal, you may have to do more of the labor those for those memberships because the value of that is already at a lower service cost than your normal service costs having a membership and so just take that into consideration and I've had many memberships that have asked to cancel and I've also asked people instead of canceling would you like to pause the membership and I usually get a yes. So for us, I'm not trying to cancel it all together. I'm just pausing it. So what we're doing is trying to pause it for like 30 days. And I have a piece of paper that I just carry around with me. <laughs> and as I answer the phone, <laughs> I just right. add it to that list. It's very simple. And that way I know at a glance who I've spoken to when we paused it. And I know exactly when we need to pick it up. And we're just taking it day by day. So I would encourage you to possibly do a very simple system like that to not overwhelm having to go in the back end of your system and change everything. Like just do it day by day, I think, because you can see what's coming out and your clients will, honestly, they'll tell you what they want to do. They will let you know. And some are not able to keep their memberships. Maybe they're being laid off right now, but a lot of the clients have just asked to pause the membership for a month. So hopefully that will help out. Well, in this, you don't know what the guest might do. I mean, I've worked with people where guests are calling and just saying, can I Venmo my service provider some money because I'm sure that she'll be struggling during this time. Or, you know, I'll just keep paying my membership. I know that you need it. It's what I can do. Because not everybody's, again, in a different situation. So being individual, and if we have the client that does call that needs to stop, of course, we'll adjust. But I really love your idea of suggesting the pause and when we would start up again. That's great. That's brilliant. I would like all clients to know my Venmo handle is Lindsay (laughs) (laughs) Lindsay Holder. I have not had clients ask me that, but I will happily give that out. (laughs) Yeah, for your staff. Yeah. So another question a listener has had, which is about gift cards. So I don't know if you're seeing this all over the place, but it's going around help small businesses buy a gift card. Now I'm 50-50 on this, Jolene. I'm going to tell you right now. So I hate to say it, you really need to be careful with gift cards. You have to watch your cash flow, okay? So I think it depends on your discipline as a business owner when you're talking about gift cards because in one way, you can think, oh, I've got all this money from a gift card, but then you spent it and then guess what? They are going to cash that in and then you've really got yourself in a pickle. So I think you have to be very intentional about keeping track of those gift cards purchases and maybe possibly doing the labor as yourself when they cash it in. That's usually what I try to do is to kind of control that. So then I'm doing the labor on that, but I just wanted to get your take on that because that's going around a lot. It is going around a lot and I believe that you're spot on. I mean, it is about how disciplined you are what percentage, if you did need to use it, what percentage should you keep aside to be able to pay, whether if it's you, you can't do it all, or if it's a service provider, what do I have pulled aside? And I mean, going back to this would be the exact same story from two years ago. Any gift certificate sold should be in its own account. When the service comes in to be redeemed, that money can come now out of that account and into being paid out as a service. 
a lot of businesses get themselves in trouble with the gift certificates because the money's there, I need it, I use it, and all you're doing is delaying the inevitable. If we sold a pile of gift certificates and we're selling them to our guests, it's not an unknown source. We know that they will use them. So we can set them up to sprinkle back into the business, but how do you manage that? How do you manage the person calling, knowing if they have a certificate, six weeks from now, we're open, we're strong, and we have a whole week where everybody came back with certificates. You just prolonged exactly what would happen now without a gift certificate. So walk me through on what that would look like during the month or the week. So if would that be the owner looking at the gift card sales for that day and then transferring that money into the gift card savings account? Is mm-hmm. that what you mean? Yep. Or for and the then, week or whatever? Well, even, I mean, so let's do Mother's Day as an example. Mother's okay. Day, we usually sell a lot of certificates. Yes. We might have a huge event where we really promote, we market, we generate. Christmas too, yeah. What we sold, and at the end of the day or at the end of the week within your process, however that works for you, that money would be pulled out. If you okay. sold $4,000 in gift certificates for Mother's Day, it's not $4,000 for you to use now. It's $4,000 put into the savings account. So that when the person comes in for the service, now we transfer that into it as service revenue and whatever's balanced sits there. Because the other part about the gift certificate, you're tracking what you sold. And in plan for your exit strategy, if I'm going to buy your business, I want to know what you have on the book that could potentially come off to me, right? Oh, so yeah, that will show up on your liabilities for oh, sure. Oh, it will. It will. So if you don't have the money to cover that, then the person potentially wanting to purchase your business would, if it were me, I would be negotiating and say, I see that there's a $25,000 gift certificate liability. What are we going to do about that? Where's the revenue for this? and they say, I don't have it, then I'm going to take $25,000 straight off the top of the sale sale price. This is such, I hope everybody, every small business owner listens to this section. This applies even after this, like every Always. going forward. So I practice profit first. Well, not right now. <laughs> profit first on hold, but I do normally practice profit first. So what I do every Tuesday under normal circumstances, I move over a percent of our profits and that goes into my profit first account. So you could pick a day of the week that works good for your business. And then you could look at what the gift card sales were for that week. And then you could pull that money over or, or that's just an example of what they but find something that works for you. But Jolene, that's great advice. I just love that. Mother's Day, if we're up and running, is around the corner. And of course, going forward, there's other things like you said, events. And I foresee probably a lot of businesses will have events after this just to spark up that revenue. So this is so good for them to know, hey, don't get back in a hole again. Move that money over. Pretend like it's not even there. Because it's not. It's, it's not it's there. It is really not, not there. there. It's not for you to use until the service is, until it's redeemed. Now it becomes I, revenue. Once I just, it's redeemed, it's revenue. Before that, you're a bank. You're holding Yes. So just an example, I received a $550 gift card today, actually. So I'm just going to move that money over. That's what right. I'm going to do. Yep, absolutely. Such good advice. Okay, so just for businesses to be prepared in the future, what do you recommend for how much should a business have in savings? Do you recommend a line of credit? What is your advice? Well, I would say a good number. Again, it's comfort. is what works best for you individually. But six months of expenses, hard costs, and especially if you're working in the business generating revenue, if it were you that were removed from the situation, what do you need? So it's going to look different, right? It could, if you're say a a business owner and you're not working in your business generating per se revenue, then your costs are going to look different. But six months, 
right now, if everyone had six months, would you feel the stress that you're feeling right now if you're in that situation? Right. But again, if you don't, don't beat yourself up. It is what it is. We've all been there. I've been there. I know all about it. I've lived it, but I learned from what I live and mine would look completely different than what it did X number of years ago. The other part is start. Remember at the beginning, I said messy action is better than no action. Right. You don't have to have it be perfect. You just need to start and shoot for a goal. Shoot for two weeks of it. Get that in the savings and be able to look at it and celebrate. Big high five, move on. What's another two weeks? Oh my gosh, look, I've got one month of expenses put aside. Let's keep going and just take those baby steps. There might be a week or two that you can't do it, but don't let that stop you. It's just get started. And micro steps, believe in micro steps. So I am such a micro step person and I drive my bookkeepers crazy because, (laughs) so this is how I build up my savings and it sounds absolutely ridiculous, but I'm not even a, for my savings, I wasn't even a weekly person. I was a daily person. So I would pull over like a hundred dollars or 150 each day and live off (laughs) and they were like nuts. Just do it weekly. I'm like, you don't understand. I am just, I've always been that micro level person. I look at the day and I'm like, okay, this is how much it costs. This is how much labor was. This is it. And I don't know, that's just me personally. And I think that's because I started off by myself and everything was just a daily kind of thing. And it's just my mentality. But guess what? No matter what, it worked for my business and I have that in my savings now. So I'm not, you know, I could pull it over and yeah, it was day to day and I drove my bookkeepers crazy, but so what it's there. And so if you're feeling overwhelmed, like I'm never going to make that, I'm never going to be able to do six months, do whatever works for you. If you need to pull it over daily, if you want to pull it over weekly, if you are disciplined enough to be able to do it monthly, that's awesome. I personally, that would give me a heart attack. I like to do it daily, but do what works for you, but just do it at your comfort level. Called chunking it down. That's right. (laughs) That's true. And we'll go into business line of credit. What do you think about that? Well, I have mixed feelings. What I want to make sure is that the key word, if we were looking for a line of credit, that it would be a business line of credit. I mean, that's completely different than a personal line of credit that you would use for your business you would want it to be attached to the business away from personal that it is strictly for the business, you know, using your, just to chime in. I think you mean like, like using your EIN number, make sure you have an EIN number and not attached to your social. Right. And for you to get it, you have to give all of your business information. You know, you can go in tomorrow maybe and get a line of credit on your home, but that's not for your business. So with having a business line of credit and knowing what you have in the, you know, what have you saved? What have you got aside? Then you could meet the requirements that work for you to have a line of credit because if there's an emergency, we would have an opportunity to use it. I think it's highly important to be self-disciplined to create the restrictions and the requirements around you having to use it. If you get in the habit of grabbing and going and using, pretty soon your line of credit will be used up. And when the emergency comes, you don't have time for anything. You can't get the money. It's gone. You went to Hawaii. And how does that now pay for what your business needs? Needs. Yeah. And any line of credit, I mean, whether it be personal or business, when you want to apply for a home. Let's just say you and that you're ready to buy a new home. Whatever that line of credit is sitting there, they're looking at it as you will use it. So it could lower your debt to income if you take like a huge line of credit because your bank said you could, but in the end it could come back and get you when you want to buy that house or the car because even if you're not using it, it can adjust what you actually end up being able to get. So same thing with the SBA loans right now, the disaster loans. What is your take on, 
you know, it is still a loan. Just a reminder, this is not a grant. This is yeah. a loan. So what yeah. is your take on that? Well, Should they apply? Should we apply? I think not knowing, you know, and don't have that magic fall to look into. And again, I feel like I'm a broken record, but I'm going to revert back to everyone's individual. I mean, yes, it is a loan, but it could be a loan at a lot lower rate than what you'd be looking at to get a loan, you know, from your bank. It might be that daily things have changed. What we know today that what they're offering could be completely different tomorrow. My thought process would be to fill it out because it, it can take some time. Wait it out and see if you need to hit send after you identify clearly what the requirements are around it, what you are obligated or willing to pay back, and then determine if it's worthy of hitting the send. Does that make sense? That makes sense. Um, absolutely. Just like you said, uh, prepare. You can make the decision when it comes, but just go ahead and fill it out and then see how this pans out. We don't really know. We don't. And I mean, you might fill it all out and, you know, four days from now you're open and you've already started working on your recovery plan and you say, you know what? I don't want this. I don't or you yet. might say, oh my goodness, my state just closed this down for another six weeks. I have to have this. You've got it all filled out. Boom. There it is. So last question, and I'm getting a lot of questions about this. What about unemployment? So do you recommend business owners going on unemployment I asked this for my CPA because I'm an escort and she advised me, you know, just to wait as long as possible because you'll have higher unemployment taxes for three years. She did say, listen, you need to also check with other, she's not up to speed with the unemployment laws that I needed to speak more with my, you know, the tax attorney or HR person for that. But what is your take on that? Well, that is my take on it. Again, I go back to the relationship. Who do you have a relationship with that can tell you that you can trust that can direct you into the thing that would be best for you and your business. What I do know is that there, I'm going to say two, don't quote me, but I know for sure two states that whether it is the employees or the employer applying for unemployment due to the virus, they have omitted any marks against employer, meaning you know, if you have a car and you have four accidents, you know your car insurance is going to go up. Right. In this case, your unemployment insurance, which is what we pay into, they aren't going to. Two states have said, mm -hmm. we're not going to do that. You just file, get your people getting the unemployment, and we know it's temporary and it's, you know, for this period of time, but. That's, again, getting the relationship and also making yourself mindful, like I said at the beginning. Get yourself in touch with what's going on right now where you're at. I can't give answers for that. It's got to be, you know, literally I've been monitoring, watching, and I have watched in one morning, get up, check the states that I want to check, look again in the afternoon, and two things have been different from the time that I looked at it first thing in the morning. I think all business owners need to be proactive. I think you need to reach out to your resources that can help you. And I think you need to be in charge of checking as well. And like you just said, it's state to state. So you're going to need to check with your individual state. And But I do like the hopefulness that you said that you're not going to be penalized in those two states for it. So hopefully your state will also, whoever's listening, check with their state. And hopefully that'll be the case for them as well. And like I said, I mean, they might apply for it, get it tomorrow. And two days from now, they announce that they're going to forego the that. So it's ever changing, but if ever you changing. don't pay attention, okay, everybody, you've got your unemployment, you're moving along, you still need to be checking. What have they changed since the time we applied? What's different from when I put it in to right. where it's at now? And how do I adjust that to fit where my business is now? 
they could have changed why we have done this podcast. <laughs> exactly. And guess what? Some probably have. <laughs> I've gotten several alerts from my news center on my apps, and I'm like, I haven't pushed the button, but I'm dying because every time something yeah. new pops up. So I'm like, yeah. oh, my goodness. Well, Jolene, thank you for today. What would you like to leave the listeners with today? I think I mainly want to leave you with to remember that we are all in this together as we've discussed, but stay the course. Know you are creating your own story. So you have your own experiences. Recognize that and know that people will support you. Don't be afraid to ask for help. And remember that where you're at right now is exactly where you're supposed to be. Anytime that we grow as individuals, we have to get magnificently uncomfortable. So if you're uncomfortable right now, that's good. You're growing. You're going to make things look different. And know that in the end, after this is all over and done with, I think I believe that we're going to be better human beings. We're going to be better leaders. Our communities are going to be more in touch with each other. And I believe that with every fiber of my being. It's going to be hard but I know it's going to be better. Absolutely. Now you listeners know why she's my coach. <laughs> this is who guides me every month. So I'm very fortunate and grateful to have you in my life, Jolene. And I know you're very busy. And also I appreciate you taking the time to we fast track this call so we can get it out as soon as possible. So thank you for that. I really appreciate it. For the listeners, please know I will be sending resource links for your health and business information. It'll be in your show notes. Thank you, everybody. And take care. Thank you guys for listening. And a reminder to please subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to make sure you are getting all the episodes. And also, if you would please, please rate and review us. You can be a part of our community through our VIP private Facebook group for women entrepreneurs and those beauty mavens. Search Lindsay Holder Small Biz and Beauty on Facebook, and we cannot wait to keep the conversation going on over there.